0: NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PFF, bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, new Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Min $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. gambler <laughs> Welcome in, College Football Saturday is on the horizon. We got week 11, and it does sound crazy to say we already, you know, all the way basically through uh, the college football regular season. Of course, we got, you know, playoffs, conference championships, everything else coming up. But the season is wrapping up quickly. Like always, I'm joined by the one and only Anthony and We got, you know, a solid slate of games. I think we're going to talk about five, maybe six marquee matchups before getting into some of mine and Trush's favorite bets. So Trush, how are you feeling, you know, about week 11 in general?
1: I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, looking at the board, there is a lot of underdogs, and there are a lot of unders that I'm all in on, not just, you know, you against the spread, totals perspective, and even on prop bets that we talk over on the PFF College Live show. I like some unders in there, too, so it's, um, it's shaping up to be an interesting week, a unique card for me, I would say.
0: Right, yeah, definitely. I agree with you. I think, you know, the player prop, college football player prop market definitely untapped books are kind of starting to, you know, just begin to model some of those situations. There are a lot of value, especially on the unders. Uh, if you know what you're doing, definitely lean on the PFF College Football Live show for that. I do you know, you know, Anthony Tresh and Eric Eager are bringing, bringing in some fire bets on that particular podcast or on that particular show. So definitely check it out. I have I will enjoyed say, it quite a bit.
1: I will say, Dr. Eager, he's been about 67% hitting those player blocks he's
0: been on the money. It's kind of been impressive to see. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. So I I definitely agree. I always get on board with what Eric puts forth. Um, So I do think that, you know, tailing some of those picks, definitely uh, one of the easiest markets that you can get your hands on. So definitely make sure you check that out. Let's dive in. Let's talk about some of these, you know, marquee matchups. First one, Big Ten, Michigan at Penn State. We got Michigan basically um, uh, one and a half point. Favorite on the road against Penn State, 48 and a half point total. Do you like anything in this particular matchup? I do think the spread's kind of moved in the Wolverines' direction. Um, are you siding with the market in this one, or do you kind of lean toward Penn State pulling off a little bit of an upset at home? Uh, I'm riding I'm riding with the market here. I love the blue, and you know, money's been pouring in, like you said,
1: on Michigan. And I think they have enough here to really push them over the edge. I think the mismatches you know, really stand out to me are Michigan's pass rush versus quarterback Sean Clifford of Penn State. Now, Michigan has the best pass rush tandem in college football. Edge defender Aiden Hutchison and David Ajabo, the only tandems in the entire FBS with a 90-plus pass rush for the season each. I mean, Hutch- Hutchinson in particular, I think, is having close to a, as close to a Chase Young year as I think we'll see in quite some time. Um, you know, you look at what Sean Clifford's done under pressure, all throughout his career, it has not been good. I mean, in conference play this year, when under pressure. He has a 27.4 passing grade, averaging 3.3 yards per attempt, taking 15 sacks across 77 dropbacks. And you, even two, Michigan, they're very heavy on the run game. Um, Blake Corum, this status is still up in the air, but with Hassan Haskins, they've actually generated a higher success rate on the ground, and Penn State just so happens to be bottom five um, in successful run rate allowed in Big Ten play this year. So I think those two things there, and of course, that also helps when you're playing at noon in Happy Valley as opposed to a night game there. I, I, there's a lot there that I like with
0: uh, taking Michigan here. So I'm riding with the market. I think the Blues got this. I definitely agree with you. So what do you think about the total, right? 40 and a half point, uh, you know, PFF Greenland doesn't necessarily have any value on that number. We do have, you know, Michigan as the second best defense in uh, the Big Ten, Penn State, fourth overall do you see uh this game potentially finishing under is it going to be a little bit more of a defensive struggle fest or how do you actually project it you know on the total here yeah i'm not going to play the total um in this one just because i do think
1: that there is a good chance that we see multiple turnovers in that and at that point it can kind of you know mess with either projection so i'm going to stay away from the total and just stick with michigan here um, you know, if I had to say one way or the another I would probably have to lean with the over but that's
0: not something I'm too confident in that I'm going to put make a play on for the weekend there we go, there we go, so let's move to the Big 12, we got Oklahoma Baylor, Oklahoma's 5.5 point road favorites, 62 point total, uh, not, not any real value uh, from a green line perspective, but I want to hear your thoughts on this particular matchup yeah, it's definitely
1: interesting. Um, you know, I'm leaning right now, taking Oklahoma minus five and a half in the over 62 and a half. Um, you know, for, for a few reasons. First of all, since Caleb Williams has taken over this offense, they did get shut out in the first half to Kansas. Yes, but they're still number one EPA per play generated in yards per play since Caleb Williams took over against Texas in week six. Um, yeah, that's an all in college football. I mean, Caleb Williams is playing at an unprecedented level, 94.8 PFF grade for the season, on pace to break Trevor Lawrence's record from 2018 for the highest we've ever seen from a true freshman quarterback. Um, and also, too, I, I think that Oklahoma offense is far more talented than Baylor. I think Baylor is very well coached. Um, Jeff Grimes, the offense coordinator, came over from BYU, helped Zach Wilson have that breakout year last year. He's been great working with you know, relatively nothing. I mean, this was a team pegged to win under, um, you know, be a sub 500 team this year. And they've already surpassed that win total. Um, They kind of remind me of Michigan State a little bit, you know, very well coached, but not the most talented team. And that's why I kind of like Oklahoma, you know, at least winning by a touchdown here. But I do think that there's going to be enough offense from Baylor to push this over just because Oklahoma's defense is really really bad. Um, they're allowing six and a half yards per play to power five offenses. That's a bottom 10 mark among Power five defenses. I mean even Kansas, they they hung the highest explosive pass play rate um, of any team that week than when they played about 32 percent, almost a third of their plays. So I think this is going to be a little bit of a shootout, but I do think Oklahoma has enough firepower offensively to at least
0: cover that spread there. Yeah, that is interesting. I was leaning a little bit toward the under on this 62, 62 and a half point total, uh, but I do agree with you. Oklahoma's defense has been a significant letdown right we have them 83rd overall and our opponent just a coverage grade their only real bright spot uh you know that pass rush unit nick bonito 37 pressures on the season i think he's like ninth among players in the power five conference sixth best pass rush grade do you think oklahoma can at least find some semblance of defense to at least compete in the college football playoff or is that going to basically be uh the achilles heel of this team once again in 2021 yeah, I, I didn't think it would be that big of an issue that I would think it would keep them from really
1: competing. Uh, but at this point, it's kind of been that way, right? Um, right? You know, even for this weekend, Nick Benito, he's been absolutely fantastic. I think top 10 edge defender in college football, top 10 pass rusher overall. Um, but, you know, this offense, they're going to scheme away from that pressure. They do a lot of wide zone play action boots. Um, and they're going to take away those true pass rush opportunities for them. Um, and so I think the back end in particular has just been you know, really, really poor, you know, a lot more so than I was expecting for this year. And you look at some of the other offenses they're going to probably face if they do make the college football playoff. And even, you know, Georgia, a lot of people have been dogging in that offense. But if they for some reason have to go up against the dog, I think the horse, they have the horses to really take advantage of this Oklahoma defense. So at this point, it's looking like a major issue that's going to prevent them from being, you know, really competitive in the end. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of finish here, right? They get Baylor, then they're going to have an easy uh, mop-up game there um, against an FCS opponent that I can't remember off the top of my head, but then they'll get Oklahoma State in bedlam and then probably Oklahoma State again in the conference title game. Um, So they're going to have to really, really prove themselves over the
0: next three games. But as far as this weekend goes, I think they're going to at least handle this one. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I do. I do like Oklahoma, you know, some of their futures prospects to do, you know, we've talked a little bit about off air, Caleb Williams potentially being, you know, the spot to bet for the Heisman Trophy. Um, But I do agree with you. Once they get into that college football playoffs, they definitely have some concerns about their defense, uh, you know, especially with the ability of the other teams to potentially scheme away from their, you know, the few strengths that they have defensively. So let's see. Let's move on a little bit. We got acc matchup north carolina state uh two point road dogs two wake forest 66 six and a half point total Uh pretty high total we have these teams basically uh back to back in our acc elo elo power rankings um how do you how do you protect this one to actually kind of play out here
1: yeah i mean this is going to be i think a pretty good strength versus strength matchup between wake Forest's offense and nc state's defense i mean both units have been spectacular this year. They're top three in the ACC in either of those two facets. Um, I'm just kind of staying away from this one, you know, from the spread perspective. I think I would lean under, if anything, in this game. Um, just because, you know, Wake Forest, they definitely have a high-powered offense, very explosive. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think they've really come close to facing a defense, kind of like NC State's, I think, is probably the most underrated defense that we've seen for the season. Um, and so I'd probably lean under in this one. Um, I think they can get enough stops there to really prevent Wake Forest putting up you know, points that we've seen him put up, you know, against Army and UNC and so on. But, you know, I I think I'm going to sit back from a spread perspective, picking one side. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy
0: this game. So I think it's going to be a fantastic football game. Right now, you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week. You can go check out the highest-graded players from Week 9 and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for Week 10. What all do you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's Locked Article content, PFF's NFL and College Football betting dashboards, our grade power projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. we got our player props tool, which shows plus minus value for every NFL prop. Best bets tool shows you the best values for every single play. we got our DFS optimizer, uh, ownership projections, and so much more. Support the pod and use promo code BETTINGPOD for 25% off any subscription. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. I do think six, six and a half points, probably too much. Greenland does have, uh, you know, 3.8% value on that number to go under. So I definitely think uh, it could be just a little bit more choppy, uh, offensively than what the market projects, so I'm with you. Sit back, uh, enjoy what could be a great game in the ASC. So let's move to uh, the SCC. Georgia, Tennessee. Uh, Georgia's 20 and a half point road favorites, 56 point total. Obviously Georgia, you know, number one team in the land, number one team in the SCC, both offensive, and defensive ranking. Uh, and we have Tennessee 11th out of 14 teams in the a- SCC based on our Elo ranking system. So do you think uh, Tennessee is? capable of uh keeping this one within three touchdowns or is georgia gonna have you know another dominant offensive and defense performance here on saturday
1: yeah i think it, from a spread perspective
0: i'm leaning georgia
1: but the thing that i'm gonna bet here is the under i think under 56 is the play the, the thing i would be concerned about is some backdoor stuff like we saw against kentucky right i think that's where i would kind of be a little concerned um you know with the spread but that's why i like the under 56 here i mean georgia I mean, we've talked ad nauseum about how rare this defense is, but it's pretty – it's just an insanely special group. I mean, only five touchdowns allowed um, to the opposing offense in nine games this year, allowing a scoring drive just 10.5% of the time. That's over seven percentage points lower than any other power five defense this season. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal stuff that we're seeing from what they've been doing. Um, You know, you look at Tennessee's offense. It's very simplistic, right? Very quarterback-friendly. Very one-read system. You know they're going to spread out. They're going to go sideline to sideline, and they're going to try and catch the defense off guard with some tempo. I mean, you look at how they um, scored 24 against Alabama um, a few weeks ago. I mean, 14 of those points came on um, touchdowns over 50 plus yards, and they definitely they got a mismatch on one, and the other one they caught Josh Job off guard, who had his back turned to the line of scrimmage when they snapped the ball, gave up a big touchdown um, down the sideline. So. I think Tennessee, they definitely exceeded my expectations for the season. I'm a big fan of Hinton Hooker. I'm happy he's having success after transferring um, in from Virginia Tech. I mean, they're, they've been great, averaging 15.8 yards per completion in conference play. That's a yard more than any other SEC team. But again, this is a different animal with Georgia. I mean, this defense is as special as advertised. I, I still think this is going to be a defense that we're talking decades down the road. Like, Do you remember this group from 2021 that Georgia Bulldogs had on defense? Um, and you also can consider the fact that Hooker, while he has been really good, he is a you know quarterback that has some poor pocket presence. He does convert right. pressure to sacks at a very high rate. I think we're going to see Georgia get after him, bring him to the ground, I would say, more times than I can count on one hand um, in this game. And I, I think it's going to be enough to really keep this total under here. I mean, the only time that Georgia has gone over a total of 56 has been when they beat UAB 56 to 7 and then Vandy 62 to nothing. So I, I think under 56 is the play in this one.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. And I do agree the generational defensive aspect from Georgia. I do agree. They have been, you know, absolutely lights out. One of the best defenses we've seen, you know. During the PFF college football era, if not easily the best defense we've seen during the college football, PFF college football era. So it'll be interesting looking back on just how dominant they are over the next decade and how how they rank against some of those all time great college football defenses. I do think that is a really good point to make because we could be watching, you know, some sort of history happening here with the Georgia Bulldogs defensively in 2021. So it'll be interesting once they get to the college football playoffs, kind of how that whole scenario plays out for them. So let's go. One more time, back to the Big Ten, Purdue-Ohio State, Ohio State 21-point 21, 21 favorites, 62.5-point uh, total. Uh, do you see any uh, you know, betting value on either side of uh, the game or uh, the spread or total in this matchup? Hey, I'm not touching this one. I mean, Ohio State's let me down the last two weeks with the spread of this magnitude. I mean,
1: I don't, I don't even really know who Ohio State is anymore. Right. Right. I mean, last week in week 10, I mean, negative expected points for the game, lowest successful pass play rate of the season. Um, And, you know, CJ Stroud, the quarterback, he's had four tournament worthy plays in that one game alone. You know, he did have that three game just surge where it was one of the best three game stretches we've seen this year from a quarterback after, you know, from weeks five through eight, had a buy in there as well. Um, But then he's just kind of come back down to earth over the last two weeks. The situation hasn't been as favorable. We've seen a little bit an increase in tight window throws he's had to make. Um, he's been under pressure to, a little bit more too. And he's kind of faltered in those situations. Um, he's kind of reverted back to the quarterback we saw for the first three weeks of the season. Um, and so at this point, I, I just, I really don't know who Ohio State is anymore. And especially with Purdue, you know, the, the way they've kind of been playing, you know, very up and down volatile. Um, you know, they beat Iowa, of course, beat Michigan State last week to help me out there. But, you know, I, I just think there's so much unknown with both of these teams, that I don't feel comfortable playing either side here. So it's just going to be, I think a game that we're
0: going to learn a lot about Ohio state, and whether or not they're, they're actually a contender. Okay. That is, that is interesting. All right. I, I like that quite a bit. Um, I do think, you know, the wait and see approach with the Ohio state Buckeyes, definitely uh, the correct approach here in week 11. So let's move on. Best bets. I know you got some Anthony. I I'm, keeping it light this week. I only really got two that are, are, are kind of jumping out to me. I am going a little bit more under the radar, uh, but Conference USA action, Florida Atlantic traveling to Old Dominion. This is a spot that PFF Greenline likes. It has moved against Old Dominion just a little bit out to a seven point uh, spread for Florida Atlantic. I kind of like Old Dominion on the money line here. We have 1.3% value. You are looking at you know roughly plus 220, plus 215 payout on the money line for them. I am think this is a spot that i'm trying to get more comfortable betting uh just just with you know before when it was at six and a half trying to you know get up to that key number maybe just taking some variance in a game where you know it isn't necessarily a high total that you kind of want to gravitate toward but it is one where uh we could see old dominion probably pull off the upset so i like that one quite a bit and i am going to go back to the well on air force minus two and a half once again this week they didn't make it home for me last week against against army but i do think that they're going to be able to cover against colorado state so those are the two that i really like so far this week uh but what do you got for me anthony yeah, I mean, I think this is probably the most
1: I have on my card all year. Um, like I said, I like unders and I like some dogs here. But I, the two I've already mentioned, Georgia, Tennessee, under 56, Michigan. I um, Got them in at minus one there at Penn State. I like those. I also like my other top ones, South Alabama getting 22 and a half on the road against App State. I mean, this is going to be this Kane Womack defense, new head coach, first year for South Alabama. I mean, they've kind of converted this into a top 10 defense um, almost nationally. Um, and I think this is going to be the toughest defense. Chase Bryce, quarterback for App State, face. So I think they can keep this within 22 points for the cover. I um, also like Washington State getting 14 points on the road against Oregon. Just not a big believer in Oregon's offense still. Um, and I, I think Jaden DeLora, I think he has enough there, the quarterback for Washington State, to keep that one within a couple of scores. So those are my top four plays. And I also like Northwestern getting 24 um, on the road to Wisconsin. And also the under 41, the dog and underplay. I also like the dog and underplay in New Mexico State, Alabama. New Mexico State getting 51 and a half. Um, as we know, those 50-point spreads are very hard to, um, for the favorite there to kind of get above. And then also right. like the under 67. Um, and another dog and under, Maryland, uh, plus 13 at Michigan State and the under 60 and a half. Um, and then a few others, I'll just rattle off quickly. Um, Houston minus 24 at Temple. Washington getting five and a half at home against Arizona State. And then the under in TCU, Oklahoma State. Ark State, UL Monroe under, and Iowa State,
0: Texas Tech under. So, like I said, a lot of unders. A lot of unders. I don't mind it, though. I do think, you know, once we get toward the latter half of the season, uh, we do see some more efficient prices in the betting market, so I do think uh, gravitating toward those unders, gravitating more toward the dogs, those sorts of things is, does pay off a lot more as we head toward the latter half of the season than, than it does when we don't really have as much data, as much information on some of these teams in the early part of the season. So I definitely think that is the correct approach. I do love all those bets. I'm going to be locking a lot of those in as well. Make sure you do. Make sure you check out all the great content uh, that Tresh does on PFF.com. It's got betting previews. It's got overall game previews you got the live college football show if you want to get in on the player prop market or any other betting activity for college football here in week 11 so make sure you check that out as well from ben brown joined by anthony Tresh. we appreciate you guys listening to the pff betting Podcast.